It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, I'm down in Atlanta at the Tour Championship. The LPGA is in Ottawa, Canada. Tiger and Rory rock the golf world. The PGA Tour has new plans. You know what? It's a good week to be down here in Atlanta because the PGA Tour is warming up. Time to start golf's most entertaining hour. Peppers, let's go. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, it says I'm gonna win big. Choose not to like of imitation. Well, you know what there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Good afternoon on this fabulous Friday afternoon from Atlanta. To you as well. The uh, line that we hear every week in that song, Choose Not a Life of Imitation. Well, we'll get to that in a moment and probably more. I think we'll have more time because I know my guest is right around the corner. But um, I think we'll have more time to discuss the major press conference that happened this week in the State of the Union and Jay Monahan, the commissioner's talk and everything from Wednesday. I think I'll save that till the fourth segment and uh, we'll jump right into uh, how's your week been, my friend? It's been fine. It's been how's Atlanta been? You know what? Once I got here, it was okay. But the process of getting here, I think I could have rented a car and drove here faster. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I had another one of those episodes in the Newark airport and uh, you have bad luck. You know what? If well, um, actually, I really don't. You know, <laughs> it's. Well, I mean, with, I, with traveling, sometimes I'm talking. That's it. Just, just yeah. with. Just, well, you have bad luck with newer care forts. <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, I mean, I wasn't the only one. There was thousands of people displaced, man, because you know, like the threat of storms on a Monday afternoon. Um, yeah, there was definitely some people coming out of the booth, but I got to the airport at 4:30, and I'm happy to report that at 2:30 in the a- 2:30 a.m. My flight left for Atlanta, and I got down there at about 4.30 and um, got to the hotel at 6 a.m. So uh, what a night. Well, oh, what a night. That's for sure. And even exactly, lot- It went exactly as planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, no problems whatsoever. Um, well, uh, moving right along. We'll just get into the fact that we've got a very cool golf coach coming on with us this afternoon. His name is Keith Jarvis. And one of the reasons I want to talk to Keith is he spent 25 years of his career teaching down in Atlanta. He's got a little background here on the Tour Championship. He's played Eastlake, but now he's a coach up in New Jersey, uh, part of our listener audience, so people could check him out. He's just really a cool guy. Uh, he's as much of a surfer as he is a golf coach, and uh, I love those types of people that are you know, innovative thinkers, and uh, he gets really into the mental side of coaching the game. So cool guy. Can't wait to talk to him. And, you know, he's further proof that at the end of the day, golf lessons work. And the other people that are further proof of that are the people on our leaderboards there, Mr. Wade Weezer. So let's go north of the border and uh, limit your number of jokes as you can. But uh, uh, we're going to go up. <laughs> Right, about Canada, that is, not about the LPGA. Sure, sure, because sure. The CP Women's Open, which is the Canadian Women's Open, uh, opened yesterday, uh, round one. After round one, Paul Arita, nine under 62, uh, was your leader. Um, bun- I mean, there's a bunch of people under par. Uh, my favorite stat, 89 players of the 155 were under par. So the Ottawa Hunt and Golf Club, this par 71 contest, uh, 
unique to this place. They have five par threes, which is kind of cool. Um, a lot of people under par. You know, it, 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 near and on, she was seven under 64. Uh, three more tied at six under 65. Ten more ladies tied at five under 66. Uh, notables, number one player in the world, Jin Young Ko, three under, tied for 30th. Uh, our kind of um, unofficial host this week, Brooke Henderson, who is from Canada, uh, kind of up and down first round. A lot to take on there, you know, as, you know, basically the LPGA's number one Canadian golfer and already a major winner this year. She shot two under, tied 51st. So did Lydia Ko. Lexi Thompson still seems to not be finding her, her best form at minus one at tied 70th. And um, number two player in the world, Minji Lee, she withdrew before the tournament started. So sorry to see her go, but hope she's okay. But it's kind of yeah. cool because the ladies are back all together after three weeks since the AIG Women's Open, which was a great contest. But uh, it's good to see them back all competing, the best there in the world going toe-to-toe. And speaking of the best of this year in the world going toe-to-toe, we got to talk about the men at the Tour Championship, where I am here at Eastlake Golf Club down just outside, just a little southeast, yeah, a south, little southeast of downtown Atlanta. And your leader is also the FedEx Cup points leader because he starts with an advantage. He started at 10 under, but he did shoot 65 yesterday, uh, a little five under 65. And now he's at 15 under. He's got a five shot lead over Xander, who always plays well down here. He shot 66 yesterday. He was four under, but that makes him 10 under. And we could go through this for hours. But at the end of the day, whoever wins this tournament gets $18 million. And it poured yesterday. Holy cow. I mean, they started pairing animals there, Mr. Wade Weezer. It was crazy. Um, I put a video up on TikTok where the water was coming down so hard it was coming underneath the floor of the media center. It was, it was oh. Oh, man. pretty. I mean, it was a lot. That's if brutal. you were caught out on the golf course, uh, thankfully I had a, a roof to go under, but if you were caught out on the golf course or you were playing in it and you didn't have an umbrella, you were not necessarily happy with yourself <laughs> at that moment in time. Um, there's, I mean, holy moly. It, uh, it, was, it, it, was, it was coming down, that's for sure. Uh, 23 guys uh, shot under par. Yes, yeah. I don't know if you have like, um, I don't know if there was a horn on Noah's Ark. You know, if there's a sound effect I don't think that. there was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But you know what, though? I've never been to Eastlake before. And what a tremendous venue for this event, for the Tour Championship. Because we're talking about the Super Bowl here, right? And right. even though I still think it would be cool if it moved around, I would definitely put this place in the rotation because the golf course is big. Um, they really do a great job in the community down here. So all the things that are cool about the PGA Tour are kind of like exemplified through this experience. The people that come, it's a good walk. There's a little uphill. There's a little downhill. There's a lot of cool viewing areas. The final couple holes can be very exciting. Uh, all together... I'm giving it a big thumbs up. I'm loving the experience this week, and I can't wait to get into the weekend and see how it all plays out. You know, people talk all the time about the, you know, the, the staggered start with the different, you know, the players having different amount of strokes going into it and, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, um, these guys, they're going to go toe-to-toe. And, hey, maybe Scheffler's too far ahead, but you're going to see some great golf this weekend. And then we're not going to see these guys till the President's Cup, and we might not see a lot of these guys maybe all fall. So what I suggest is that everybody soaks it all in this weekend. All right, pardon the pun, but it's true. We may not see these guys for a little while, and take it in, enjoy. There's going to be some tremendous golf. And when it comes to tremendous golf, 
There's no one I love talking about more than the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernards Township, is the new home site of golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Open to the public, proceeds from the Inspiration Range will support foundation programs and events. To learn more, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Here we go. It's not even 310 this afternoon here in Atlanta, and it's getting hot down here. Let's get to our guests. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Back in a moment with Keith Jarvis from the Golf Channel Academy. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chopped off, he says I'm going to win big. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Smoking like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. Mark, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in Spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Time to get back on course as the Pro Show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. It's been a while since we've talked a little instruction on this show. Keith Jarvis is a Golf Channel Academy coach. My friends, we're all misunderstood. They say we stand for nothing and that's the way we ever could. Now we see everything. Certified in about 10 different things from TPI to U.S. Kids. If you're waiting for your world to change in golf, might be time to give them a call. So we keep waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. We keep on waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. Good afternoon, Keith. How are you doing? Welcome to the Pro Show. Thanks so much for having me, Keith. It's, I'm super privileged. I'm grateful. <laughs> we all are in life if we're part of the golf ecosystem. There's no doubt about that. And um, you know what else we're blessed with? A great first name. 
<laughs> You're right. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. And, and you know what? Talking about being blessed in golf. Let's just jump right into this thing. It's been an unbelievable year for our sport. Quick question off the top of my head. What has been your moment of the golf season so far? Um, gosh, I don't know. So, so uh, many cool things happened. I think one of the coolest things was, um, you know, I lived in Atlanta for uh, 25 years. So I've got a lot of connections around there to different tournaments and stuff, especially the Masters. So I got to take a couple of my students from up here in New Jersey and meet a couple students from Atlanta. We all went to the Masters this year. So that was pretty cool because the guys up here, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that it can be kind of easy to get in there depending on what days you want to go and stuff like that. I like to go Wednesday, Thursday. And these guys, it was like they just couldn't believe it. I mean, unfortunately, Wednesday was kind of lightening out a little bit, you know, Um but we were there uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday. Well, we got there Wednesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, left Friday morning. So it was cool. Everybody had a great time. Um, so it's been incredible. Uh, the, well, I'd probably say the other thing. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say other, for those guys, that's not a moment of the year. That's like a moment of their life. <laughs> it was – I think I think it, they were shocked. Like they they weren't really maybe at the beginning sure I could do it. I was like, hey, I just wrote a, you know a, a, an email to a couple of guys that – or I'm getting closer with, and I'm like, hey, if you guys want to go to the Masters, let me know. We're going to have a little crew. You know, they got to meet some of my friends in Atlanta. We had great dinners, and um, it was something else. I, it was, You know, I want to do more of that, actually. I'm kind of thinking about doing more of that. Hey, you got a bucket list trip. You want to go to Bandon. You want to go to uh, Golf Channel Academy. I took a team from up here. Uh, we went to Whistling Straits. A couple of us flew in earlier. We played Aaron Hills. You know, uh, one of the docs that doctors that was on my team – Got his first hole in one ever at Whistling Straits Irish. So it was, you know, I don't know. Those are the things that, like, light me up. You know, just giving people the experiences that I've had practically my whole life. You know, as the world evolves around us, I think we're all a little bit more focused on experiences rather than things. I think that that's one of those dynamic shifts that is has definitely taken place. And I'm not even going to say that's a COVID thing. I think it's more of just, you know, over the last five to 10 years, as a society, people have been more into going out and doing things and, you know, kind of sharing those moments with others rather than just saying, hey, I want a new car or something like that, which I think yeah. is a great change. Yeah. You, know, you, met, you know, you mentioned right there the Golf Channel, right? So what was yep. your TV golf moment of the year? TV golf moment of the year? Um you know, I got to say that uh, Brookline was amazing. You know, that whole tournament was just an incredible, incredible tournament. Uh, I would have given anything to be there. You got, you know, the I guess the very first country club ever in in the United States, or, or one of them at least. And then, and then um, you know, just, uh, God, the excitement of, like, the way these guys play sometimes. It's just, it's incredible. I, I mean... I just don't know how they do it day after day after day. You know, you have those moments of brilliance where you think, I'm pretty good. And then you watch something like that and you go, I'm not even close. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, talk about playing close, right? That that was back-to-back weeks where, you know, you talk about the theater of golf, where the golf tournament, which was a major championship, so you had the men playing the U.S. Open, and the next week the women were at Congressional playing the KPMG, and both major tournaments ended on the last hole, you know, with the last group, which is like just 
the the most thrilling theater of, of all, which yes. which you know, which brings on like why I asked the question. I'm like, what was something you were watching? And you're like, man, this is crazy. Now, speaking yeah. of crazy, right? I'm not talking about our guest today, who's Keith Jarvis, who's an excellent teacher and coach. He works at the Golf Channel Academy down in Oakland, New Jersey. But what I am talking about is all of this live stuff, right? Now, if you're like me and you're in golf and all of your friends know that you're in golf, how many questions? I mean, everybody that I see that barely even follows golf, they say, oh, Liv's taking over. They're always talking about it, whatever, right? Yes. I'm just curious. When you're talking with your students, I mean, you spend this intimate time, an hour, two hours with them. You're, you're doing golf schools, whatever. You mentioned traveling with them, right? So you have to have these conversations, right? I mean, yeah. what's your take on all of this? Well, um, I, think, I think we're kind of seeing um, – it evolved to some degree, right? Because, uh, you know, whether Phil handled it the right way or didn't handle it the right way at the beginning, uh, what we're seeing now is you got Tiger and Rory coming out saying, hey, in 2024, we're going to have these team things and it's going to be great and it's going to be, you know, technology uh, advanced, you know, in the way we show this and cover it. So, I think what I'm the most sad about is that maybe they just didn't, they weren't able to sit down and talk and come to some kind of agreement because, you know, if you've been in golf as long as we have, people have been playing other tours all over the world for a long time. And I think it all started with, you know, Greg a long time ago when he first tried to do this, you know, and now it's kind of off the ground. They've renewed for a second year you know, they're getting players to come. One of the things that, that I have to say that that I do understand is that um, a lot of these guys are like, look, I'm doing what's best for me and my family when it comes to the money. We all can look back at all the things that, you know, have happened in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, obviously they don't have a great track record for um, human rights and stuff like that. And I'm not going to go there. I don't really know a lot about it. But what I but what I do know is that, um, you know, you look at all these other sports, these these basketball players, these baseball players, soccer players, you know, whatever. I mean, they're getting guaranteed contracts to play these guys in the NFL. You get a multi, you know, 10 million dollar, 100 million dollar contract and you get hurt. You get that money. Pro golf has got to be because of time. I, I've experienced that starting way back on the Ben Hogan tour, the, you know, the Nike tour playing in Japan, just continuing to try to play. I had to call my parents before and say, hey, I'm in Iowa and I'm broke. I didn't make the cut. Can you send me a plane ticket? You know, so it's like, you know, these guys have no guarantee. And, and it's just like any of the other sports. You see some of these other uh, multi-million dollar athletes lose all their money. You know, uh, some of our guys get in trouble for gambling or whatever it may be. You know, there's no guarantee you're going to have that kind of money as long as you live. So I think when you're in your 40s or maybe you're a you're kind of a new uh, finding your way champion um, and you get offered a lot of money at that age, it's got to be kind of hard to turn down. And I honestly, I really believe that it's not really about the money for some of them. It's about security, you know, having the money to take care of their family, to put their kids through college, to, you know, uh, live these experiences that you and I just talked about, right? It's all about the experiences and having the, the money and the means to do those kind of things, I think. Spend more time with your family. Um, you know, I don't know. It's kind of the way I'm seeing it right now. But I'm also seeing potential 
for a sit down, hopefully, and they figure all this out. Because, look, you got a 50-year-old Phil Mickelson that wins the P, uh, PGA Championship the year before and then doesn't play in any of the majors this year. I mean, you know, whether whether you're going to be banned for it or maybe he made his own decision not to play in a way just to stay under, you know, stay out of the spotlight. I kind of get that, but, um, man, it's disappointing not to be able to see these guys. You know, I was kind of glad that the USGA kind of said, look, these guys qualified for the Open. We're going to let them play. But maybe that's going to change in the future. I mean, I hope not, but it's disappointing in a way, right? You want to see the best players in the world. At least I do. Well, you know, a lot of these stories surround the golfers that you and I grew up with, the Lee Westwoods of the world, the Phil Mickelsons, and to see the, the DJs of the world and to see their climb and, and to see them have some recent success and then all of a sudden they've just been kind of ejected from the golf ecosystem. It, it's interesting, but um, I don't mind the fact that there's accountability. They went about it in a sincerely wrong way. And I agree. As a, as a result, you know, um, sometimes it's nice to see somebody that's, at the top of the world actually be be called out and say hey you know what you, you could have done this in a much nicer way you know what i mean yeah. there's nothing to say there's nothing to say that like we can't be nicer to one another and we can't sit down and talk and and hey maybe some of that falls on jay monahan or his team too but at the same I time i think so too you know it, it's tough to be attacked you yeah. know and um, yeah. disruption is is some level of attack and uh, you know what's what's most interesting to me is that we keep bringing up the word experience you know and folks mm-hmm. if you're just tuning in and you're listening this afternoon we have a great experience because we're talking to a golf coach by the name of Keith Jarvis and he's down there at the golf Cat- golf channel academy over there in Oakland New Jersey and you know when you use the word experience I wonder, in modern terms, if someone comes and, you know, after they listen to this, they reach out to you online and they find you and then they come and they go to take a golf lesson, Keith. What's a golf lesson experience like with Keith Jarvis? Well, you know, that's a good question. And, you know, the more I learn about marketing and, and the harder it is with everything else I do, you know, they a lot of these people are kind of saying, look, don't sell golf lessons, sell an experience. So I have a one of the programs I, I do now is called the Tour Player Experience. You know, how do these guys get trained? I'm a Titleist Performance Institute coach, obviously. I've been involved in 3D for, since the early 2000s when nobody believed in it. Now everybody believes in it um, because we know a lot more about how the body moves and stuff. So it's like, hey, come in and train the way these guys train. We're going to put you on KVS 3D. We're going to make you take the TrackMan Combine. We're going to, you know, shoot some video. We're going to go in depth in, in how all this works. And then we're going to have lunch and we're going to go play nine holes. I mean, who gets to do that? You know, I, I kind of feel sorry. And I've worked at clubs, you know, for a long, long time. Um, and, you know, we don't have time to play golf with the members or eat lunch with the members or um, do all the, you know, go out to dinner sometimes and eat a steak, you know, and stuff like that. So I think, um, I think they appreciate that a lot more and, and, Maybe I'm trying to create this experience, and I think it's an experience, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's just get to get getting to know somebody on more of a personal level, and you know, kind of see where they come from. Sometimes I like being on these shows like this because you know we always talk about you know how it started for me, and you know a lot of people maybe don't know all that background on me. I'm sure they do now from the different podcasts and stuff, but um, I, the experience with me is going to be like you know I was kind of thinking I was thinking about some things and I, I, uh, you know, I was thinking about, uh, some of this stuff like, uh, 
uh, different other, you know, different instructors say. So one, one of the things I've been using a lot is say, when they come in, I say, okay, I'm a golf genie and you can have one wish. What is it you want me to help you with? And you can't say you want more wishes, right? I'll fix whatever you want. I'm a golf genie. You get to have your, your, your wish today. Um, what is it, you know? And then, and then I like things like I heard somebody else say a while back that I, that I think about a lot in my mind. It's like, uh, sometimes you have to give a student what they need, not what they want, right? So how, does, how do those two things coincide? This is not a democracy, right? <laughs> I'm going to help you figure out what to do. I'm the coach. You pay me a lot of money to be your coach. So, like, this is what we're going to do today. Well, wants and needs, yeah. this is not a democracy. The radio show yeah. happens because we have sponsors. So sure. we're going to get more into, of course, my number one wish which okay. is to continue this conversation. But first, up next more with Keith, a coach for all who just want to play better. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. we got to grab a quick break, everybody. We'll be back in a second. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans. Wasn't able to go to the Lakers. Winds up on the Clippers. Then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the Pro Show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Keith Jarvis. You know you're listening to ESPN's 920. I think one of the coolest parts of hosting this show is meeting all of the interesting people we talk to. Their stories are amazingly varied. But if there's one common thread, they all choose to do their own thing. So believe in yourself, live your life, and never look back. All right, Keith, let's jump back into this. A little uh, little hip-hop beat there. Um, the, the common theme this afternoon is uh, I'm down in Atlanta, so we're picking Atlanta artists. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know you spent so much time in Atlanta, which is kind of cool. I'm over at Eastlake this afternoon, right? Have you ever played Eastlake? I've played there a few times. Yeah. Tell it's me. been great. It's an, it's an incredible place. I, I like it there. Tell me what you think the biggest challenges these guys are facing. Uh, well, I, I would say um, just getting in their own way, right? There's so much pressure out there. There's a lot of you know, status and money on the line. And, um, you know, it's, 
I don't know. It's unlike any other sport, I think, because a, a lot of these other sports, you have a team where now you're just on your own. And, there, you know, I read a really interesting quote by uh, the Dalai Lama this morning on Twitter. And it says, if our mind is not oh. peaceful and tamed, no matter how marvelous the external circumstances are, we will be burdened by frights, hopes and fears. With a tamed mind, we will enjoy wealth or poverty, health or sickness. We can even die happy. And I think a lot of golfers on the course get caught up in, you know, everything that's going on in their life. And, you know, the fight they just got in with their spouse on the phone before they got to the golf course or or their boss or a call they were supposed to make and didn't make or, you know, um, you know, just trying to satisfy the sponsors that they have to, you know, place well. And again, um, like we talked about. You know, they're on their own. I mean, some of these guys have big endorsements, but a lot of them don't, you know. So uh, I'm learning a lot more about how to teach players to, like, learn to calm their mind to hit better shots. Uh, you know, Steve Yellen and Joe Bosco taught me a lot. You know, the fluid motion factor. Steve's got a book called Simplicity. Um, I teach this to a lot of students every day, even beginners, to learn to calm their mind, to be able to swing and be more in flow state than thinking about keep your head down, your arms straight, do this, do that. You know, Steve calls it the checklist. You're behind the ball. Do this, don't do that. You're walking into the ball. Do this, don't do that. You're setting up the ball. Do this, don't do that. You're getting ready to swing. Do this, don't do that. It's exhausting. You can't play like that. And these guys can't play like that either, you know, so. All right. All right. Now I got to dive into this because you start <laughs> talking about the mind and flow state. And uh, no, uh, a, I mean, th th there's a, there's a million things as golf coaches that you and I can get into, but yeah. I think in this, in this day and age with all the stimulation that everyone faces, it's not just, even if someone wasn't a golfer and they were listening to this, they would benefit from the fact that how can we go through the process? Now, give me the reader's digest version, but with, with all the stimulation that's coming at all of us or our kids or just in general, right? How can we slow some of that down? Like what is a practice or practices that we can try on a daily basis that could, that could help, you know, not make us feel like we're so anxious all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm what I, well, I'll tell you what the couple of things that I use. So I use focus band and I use it a lot on students. So it's just a little band that goes on your head. There's been a lot of tour players that you have used it like Jason day, Justin Rose, um, I can name a lot of a lot of others. Um, you know, obviously Jason's uh, Jason Day's Austra New Zealand or Australia, something like that. I don't remember. And these guys that built, that built the company are from Australia. Um, and you, there's a there's a little app on your phone. And you know what they do? They do. Uh, they have a neuro self care app on there too, where you're using this headband and you're able to see your avatar of when the brain's in the prefrontal cortex and when it's more in a creative state and you've let go of all those you know thoughts. Like um, you know what they say is that the prefrontal cortex is the CEO of the brain and it runs on a checklist and you got to be able to get off that checklist to be able to play golf, you know, at a high level. And you're seeing you're seeing stuff that Steve does every day on social media is, you know, he's, he's working with some of the best players in the world and teaching them how to become better players and access skills they already own. You you've hit thousands, millions of shots, maybe. I don't know. Hundreds of thousands of shots. Right. And they're all inside of you, good and bad. And so how how do you get access to that? Right. So, you know, Steve says it's not psychology, it's neurology. 
and him showing this, like anybody can learn it. Anybody can learn to teach it. And um, once you do, Joe Bosco and I taught uh, two one-day schools right before COVID with some of my clients. He came down here. And um, uh, no mechanical instruction at all, right? Five or six players the first day, five or six the second day, just fluid motion factor uh, concepts. And within a week, everybody shot the lowest score they'd ever shot in their life. And, you know, this has opened my eyes up. And it's so disappointing in a way because I learn all this stuff. I get, I'm probably more certified than any pro out there, I bet, or at least one of them. You know, all the certifications I have. Even during COVID, I probably got three more during that time because I was bored. Um, but to see it work the way it works like that, it, 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 it blows your mind and you just wonder. I mean, there's been many times I thought, wow, I've been doing that wrong a long time. Think about ball flight laws that we all learned, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And, and now that we have TrackMan and all these, all these devices that can track club, club and ball, you know, we know a lot more about that. We know we were wrong for a long time and, you know, and now we're getting better at it, getting faster at helping people. And, um, but this stuff is, it's a different, it's a different animal. You know what? I want to talk for a second about like the evolution of your coaching because you're bringing up a really important point here because technology has certainly helped serve us become better lesson, uh, not givers, but this whole experience, right? This whole, yeah. you know, kind of atmosphere that we create when people come and take lessons and we're all better at it. We're all better at all walks of life and the different things yeah. that we do. Right. And, you know, it begs the question, right? Like, why still aren't more people taking lessons, right? So you, you, we've mentioned things like experiences and marketing and all those different types of things. But the fact of the matter is less than 15% of the people who play golf take lessons from experts like you and I, right? What can we do as an institution to try to be more welcoming to get people to take more lessons? Because we've tried a lot of different things, but, you know, we're approaching two. 2023, I mean, we got to come up with a, you know, with some goals for next year. Mine would be for you and I to get more people involved in like coming to see us and taking more lessons. What should we do? Well, I think we have to focus on, you know, the things that Titleist Performance Institute teaches us about juniors. Um, number one, it's got to be fun. If it's not fun, they're not going to want to do it. Number two, they like to do it with their friends or siblings, their, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, being open to say, hey, can I bring a friend over? You know, yeah, sure, bring them over. Let's do a, you know, a little um, semi-private or something. Um, and they want to feel like they, they're going to be good at it. So I think for me, the most important thing that, that I've learned about keeping it fun, letting them do it with their brother, sister, friend, colleague, whatever, and then um, helping them feel like they're going to be good at it is helping every player that comes to me learn what it takes to get the ball in the air. Okay. Now we can look back at grip stance, posture, alignment, ball position, the old, the old fundamentals that we've been taught learning to play the game and also taught later to teach players. But when we look at the best players in the world, none of them have those things in common. So how important are they to helping a student learn to skim the ground and get every ball in the air. The ball's a little over an inch around, sits on the ground, doesn't move. So learning to skim the ground to me would be the first thing that I would teach somebody. And I don't care what, and I'm gonna get killed for this, I don't care what their grip looks like. I don't care what 
all these other things looks like. I'll give them a basic little hold it like this, make some swings that skim the ground, give me six in a row, then I'll start putting balls in the way. And then the motor learn, learning scientist will say, if a, if a student can do it without a ball, the brain's told the body what to do. And if he can't do it with the ball, it's because he doesn't have enough reps, number one, to be better at it, or his focus is changing from the process to the outcome. So can you skim the ground six times in a row without a ball? And then can I move balls in the way and can you do it with the ball? If you can't do six more, try a few more balls. If you can't do it six more, try a few balls. And next thing you know, they're all hitting balls up in the air and they go, hey, I think maybe I can do this. And then you got to learn to, you know, the second part would be learning to take, to move where it's, where you're skimming the ground. And obviously the best players in the world hit the ball first and then the ground, right? So you'd want to move the divot forward. That's, that's kind of my process, right? Get them all hitting balls in the air and then teach them what it takes to learn to move the divot forward so they can compress the ball and hit it far. There, farther, right? You know, just that, yeah, just that little simple demonstration drill process or whatever. If I'm thinking about if someone's listening to this and they wanted to learn to pitch the ball better or chip the ball better or um, let's just go there. Could they still use that same swing six times, skim the ground, you know, find the low point I mean, and then put the ball in? Absolutely. You know, I've taken a lot of lessons from Hank and his staff from the time I was 17 out at PGA West in California. I uh, taught for ESPN golf schools when Hank was the dean of instruction. And Hank says the short game shots are the hardest in golf because they have to be the most precise. Right. So, you know, when you're making some swings and I tell all my clients, never make a practice swing that doesn't skim the ground, because if you don't do that, you're training not to skim the ground and hit the middle of the ball. So skim the ground. When you're making these short little pitches and and uh, and chips, um, that's that's a key part to it. But it's even more precise in where you're skimming the ground than just moving the divot forward. You could get away with a lot then, but if you're trying to hit a 10, 20, 30 yarder or hit a sh- shot to a uh, short sided pin over the bunker, you know how do you manage those shots? We well, better get it in the air, right? So learning to skim the ground on those would be super critical. I'd just be making little arm swings, making sure my club's skimming the ground, and then I just want to walk in and hope I could do it with the ball in the way, right? All right. Now now I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Okay. I'm swinging the driver. The ball, the ball's yep. no longer on the ground. I, re- yep. I really don't want to skim the ground with the driver. So how does just this simple demonstration change when we start to talk about the ball being on the tee? So I would, in my opinion – um, and I did a I did a video of this on the golf channel and it kind of everybody was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I'm always a proponent of teeing the ball lower, not higher. Right. Um, and yeah. so I would say I would say skimming the ground would be critical. But ball position is more critical with the driver, too. It doesn't go back in the stance, you know, as far as, say, uh, mid iron or short iron, which isn't very much either. Um, but I would say you still have to learn to skim the da- ground. Uh, you know, on track, man, my big thing is looking at smash. So if I can give you so- tour smash, which anybody can achieve, then you can start to hit the ball far. So if you can skim the ground with a lower tee, then it's going to it's gonna hit the uh, – the ball's going to hit the face higher, which is going to help, number one, with smash and help you get it up in the air. Um and you got these players that are high handicappers teeing the ball too high, right? Tee it high and let it fly. I always say tee it low and let's go, right? <laughs> so um, I like that. So if they're teeing it high, and then and then a couple of those they get under, they're skying, putting big marks on the top of their driver. The person that I over time since having TrackMan, 
the person that tees it higher has a harder time getting smash, especially if they're not a lower handicap player, if they're a higher handicap player, because their swings aren't as consistent, right? So if I can teach them to skim the ground and then manage the tee height so the ball's hitting a little higher in the face, um, you're going to be you're doing okay. And if they're hitting it low in the face, they're going to have a hard time hitting the ground or hitting the ball in the air too. Because you got a horizontal center of gravity and vertical center of gravity. So if it hits below the horizontal, it's going to tip the face forward too. So you've got a 10 and a half degree driver and it hits low below the center of gravity, the horizontal center of gravity, and it takes some loft off, you're kind of dead there too. And everybody will say, well, what's the problem? Trackman, I can look at where that impact location is. And if you don't have Trackman, get, go, to doc, go down to the, uh, to the store and get some Dr. Schultz foot powder and spray it on your face. And, and start looking to see where that ball's hitting the face. If you got a tee that's this high, but you're still hitting low in the face, you're coming in too high off the ground to get a better shot out of it. Does that make any sense? Well, I'll tell you what. One thing I that mean, makes you're sense. A teacher, so, you know, we can debate about this a little bit. Well, I, I mean, what makes perfect sense to me is why you're on here this afternoon. And, folks, if you don't recognize that voice, his name is Keith Jarvis, and he is a Golf Channel Academy instructor down in Oakland, New Jersey. And he is – I mean, we're just getting into the weeds here now. So I got to pull back the reins just a little bit because some of our listeners, you know, I don't want them to start to, gl- to gloss over or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt you have tremendous passion for teaching and coaching, right? Where does that come from? Does it come from your parents? Does it come from a mentor, right? Who gets you so fired up to be this person that wants to connect with another individual and help them reach their goals? Um, I would say you learn a lot from everybody. I've learned a lot from a lot of people, a lot of some of the best coaches in the world. Uh, Pia, uh, Pia and Lynn from Vision 54, about human skills, um, you know, uh, I've taken some lessons from Butch and some of his guys, taken some, you know, lessons from Hank and his guys. They all, they all have stories. You know, I remember Hank talking about one time saying um, he, he went to uh, take some ski lessons he'd never skied before. And after taking some of those ski lessons, like, I could probably teach skiing better than these guys can, right? Um, I think uh, you just get caught up. You can get caught up sometimes in in different things, but I think you learn a little bit from everybody. And I, and and going back to your question, I think um, I think it's. I felt like it's the only thing that I've ever been good at, right? And it goes back to. Um, what is it? Uh, what's the hours? 10,000 hours, right? I've been doing this for over 10,000 hours. So they say it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert at anything. Uh, and I'm not saying an, I'm an expert. I like to keep learning. I learn, try to learn every day. You know, I'm, I'm getting involved now with Sportsbox AI, which is a, a 3D software where they can send a video from the caddy view in and I can drop it in Sportsbox AI and get all the 3D info, right? I'm sure you're aware of that software, but, um, I think for me, it's, I just, you know what? I just feel like it's the only thing I'm good at. Like, I'm good at this. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever felt that way about anything else. I mean, I've done a lot of sports throughout junior high and high school. And, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good snowboarder. I'm a good surfer. But this is the thing, like, I think, you know, 40 years later, I still have, you know, have this desire and this passion to like, I love meeting new people that want to play golf because I know I can help them without a doubt. And I'm going to make it fun 
and I'm going to stay open-minded and if they want to bring a friend, if they, you know, I want to feel like, I want them to feel like they can be good. And when they hit that first ball in the air and you see that smile on their face, there's nothing like it for me, except maybe a little All right, well, around I'm, in the 60s. I, I'm going to ask that you be open-minded while we try to have a little bit of fun. Because as you are the the consummate learner, so are my listeners. And they love to learn a little bit more about my guests week in and week out here on the pro show. So we have a little tradition here where we do a little rapid fire Q&A. And uh, it's not your traditional style, but we'd like to dig deep into the minds of our guests. And you're talking about flow state and surfing. And uh, man, this is going to go a lot of different ways. But we'll give it the best, best shot we can here. You up for this? Sure. Let's rock. Here we go. We'll start with a simple golf one. How many hole-in-ones do you have? One. All right. Where? Uh, Heritage Golf Club. I was a, I was a first assistant at Jennings Mill in Athens, Georgia, and um, I uh, went went to Atlanta to open an academy at Heritage Golf Club, and uh, so I started to play there a bunch. So a bunch of my friends from Athens came down and played at Heritage one time. It's about forty-five minute drive. And um, I got my first hole-in-one with a bunch of friends. They were all there. It was great. And um, unfortunately, when you do that, you have to buy all the drinks. So in oh, our well, crowd, you... that could be kind of tough sometimes. But that's yeah. the only one I've ever had. So If you're buying them, you're also drinking them. So that's not yeah. a bad deal, right? Yeah. Uh, name a place you'd like to visit on your bucket list, non-golf related. Valdez, Alaska. All right. I want to if go you snowboarding be a... in there. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It, if you could be a member of one band, who would you choose? Oh, man, that's a tough one. A member of one band. Don't overthink it. Rapid fire. Give it to uh, me. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Rapid fire. Um, Van Halen. Nice. All right. What is your favorite dessert? Lemon meringue pie. One piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Study harder, better. Pay more attention. Save more money. I know that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a, Sorry. Save that's more a, money. That's a, that's a lot right there. All right. Save if you were reincarnated. Okay. If, if you were reincarnated as an animal, what animal would you be? Oh, I guess I got to be a dog. Oh, man. I love dogs. Me too. I have six. That's a good one. Six. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> they have good lives. <laughs> you you Yes, I bet they do. You might love them more than me then. All right. <laughs> Name one person you would love to give a golf lesson to. Uh, for a long time, I thought it was Charles Barkley, um, but it looks like he's got that worked out. Uh, let's see. One person. I can't think of one person. Uh, pass on that one, but I'll come back to it. Unless that's my last question. Uh, well, well, all right. Or you want me to answer it? No, nah, it's not um, your last question. No, I mean... I like that Gosh, you want to help just, a bunch of people, but, you know, I, I didn't know if there was somebody in your life that you kind of looked up to that you were like, man, I would love to spend an hour with that person on the range. Well, um, what I well, I'll just say this. Somebody like Hank or Butch or any 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 of the top instructors in the world. And, and, and so when I saw the when I saw George Gankis get to spend time with Butch and give him a lesson to show him what he does and how he does it. What I really got out of that is that Butch actually learned from something from that too, right? We don't all have all the answers. So i that's how I probably learned to be better than I should be is I went and took lessons from these guys, not only because I was still trying to put my game back together, but I learned a lot from them 
and learned how to teach better because of those experiences. And I think it was interesting to see Butch learn something from from George about, you know, maybe some things that he could do better now and at his age to play better golf. And I think I thought that was pretty powerful. Was, uh, extremely yeah, powerful. Really. And I, yeah, I think that that's a great answer to that question. All right. One more for you. When you, yeah. when you hear the word coach, who is the first person that comes to mind? <laughs> uh, who was, wasn't it? Wasn't there? Uh, who's the guy? Uh, wasn't he on? Um, what was the bar one with Ted Danson and Shelly Long? Wasn't there a coach? Oh, cheers. There? Wasn't there a guy called his name coach or was that a different? Yeah, I'm sure he, he's a TV no, guy. The, well, yeah, the, the, the coach. Well, there's a couple of different sitcoms. There's Coach, um, which had Craig T. Nelson, right? Where That's he was the, the guy, football Craig coach. T. Nelson. That's the guy. I think they, that's all right. Think well, I tell you what. Mm, after today's talk, when I hear the <laughs> that they they certainly did. Uh, after today's talk, there, Keith. You know, again, great name. But when I think of coaches, I'm gonna start thinking more of you. I can't thank you enough for being on the pro show today. <laughs> I appreciate that, Keith. Thank you. All right, folks, you know we're running fast into 4 p.m. So thanks for listening to ESPN 920. I'll be back in a minute to wrap up today's show with a quick little update on this week's press conference by none other than the commissioner of the PGA Tour. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So got to wait. It's 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns you around into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. How did I know you were going to play this today? Oh, man. Anyway, 
You know, I'll be posting the show tonight on all podcasts. Give it to me, Charlie. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. Keith Stewart is the devil. Come on, easy, easy. You know, but if you want to, if you want to catch some humor like that, folks, follow me on social media at KJ Stewart PGA. Now, if you're down like with me in Atlanta, 920 ESPNNewJersey.com, you can hit that listen now button. Of course, if you want to win, just like all my members, get to readtheline.com and go subscribe. As for now, you know the words. But I'll take your bet. You're you're going to regret because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. Hey, you know what? You'd be proud of me this week. I channeled my I channeled my inner Georgia, and when I got to the uh, Emerald Isle there for national, right? Go like a pro. I uh, I rented a yeah. pickup truck this week. So. Did you really? Wow. Yeah, I'm dri- I've been driving around a right pickup in. truck. Oh, yeah, man. It's having fun. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of a good fit, we got to talk about our friends at TaylorMade, you know, because for over the past 40 years, golfers have inspired TaylorMade to make a lot of great drivers. But as we know, all eventually reach their limit. TaylorMade has been hard at work making the next generation of drivers because where titanium ends, carbon begins. 20 years in the making, the carbon wood age is here. So head on over to TaylorMadeGolf.com and check it out. Just so you know, before you start going crazy, I'm well aware of where we stand here time-wise. Okay. I won't get too deep in I won't get too deep into this. All right. But on Wednesday morning, I was part of a limited audience in the media center, which was appointment viewing for because this is the tour championship and is the end of the FedEx Cup year. It's kind of like the Super Bowl when Roger Goodell comes out, gives the State of the Union. This Jay Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, held a press conference at 9.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Now, there's a couple things surrounding this that I thought were pretty humorous. Number one, at 9 a.m., Scotty Scheffler had a press conference. Now, Scotty is not only the FedEx (laughs) Cup points leader, a four-time winner this year, your Masters champion, and the number one player in the world. He sits down in front of all of the media. Now, the media center is never totally full and it was packed so i got that was there early i had to do yeah. some work but by like 8 45 people just kept pouring in and different people that i don't normally see in there just pouring in pouring in and it was standing room only and scotty scheffler's up there in front of everybody and i think he got asked two questions and then they just were like okay thanks scotty and he was like great and he just walked up and left number one player in the world no one wanted to talk to him right. because jay cuz jay was coming up in 20 minutes it was, uh, it was unbelievable well he outlined this is jay monahan a series of changes that the pga tour is going to go through all which seemed to be very very well received at the point of contact there when they came out and uh, there was some Q&A afterwards. The the gist of it all and where we're all going to benefit as fans, and you can go online and you can look at the depths of this, but we have finally gotten to a point where between Live and the PGA Tour and everything, we're going to get what we want as fans. And it's going to happen on the PGA Tour more so than on the Live Tour, but we're going to get the best players in the world playing in the same events. So no longer okay. is... People just because of sponsorship deals and such, they're going to go do the Buick thing and then not come to the John Deere thing or whatever. They, The PGA Tour and the guys which got together last week in the DuPont Hotel have decided and come together and, and they basically, they're, they're cooperating with one another to say, we're going to go to the same events year after year. PGA Tour says, we're going to raise the purses. We'll make them better. And then... 
you know, so now we're going to have roughly 17 events a year that are marquee events that the top 60 players that are on tour have to go to. And they're going to okay. be there. So, so we're they're all, it's all it's almost like we're going to have uh, I'm not going to say 17 majors, but the majors are included in that. But there's going to be 13 PGA Tour events and there's going to be four majors that these guys are all going to go to. And it's going to create so much theater. So things like Bay Hill and Riviera. I mean, well, um, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, the Genesis. But, you know, they're going to add a couple more. But I mean, at the end of the day. We are going to have some champagne problems. We're going to get all the best players in the same place at the same time, which, you know, ultimately was probably the goal of live. And even though we're critical of the way they go about it, it seems like we're here and everyone's very critical about Jay, that the fact that maybe that we're just we're, that the PJ tour is just copying what lives blueprint is. I'm not so quite sure that's the case, but at least they're being nice about it. And live is sure. so it's the back and forth has been great. Um, following Jay, uh, we had the Trump moment of the of the press conference. Rory came in after him, and everybody loves Rory, right? And it seems as if there's a certain Mr. Tiger Woods that loves Rory as well, because they have partnered up and started a group called Tomorrow Sports Group, and their first initiative is going to be this thing called the TGL. And then they put on one of these like PowerPoint, like video special sizzle reel things, right? And the whole room was like mic drop. So what they've designed is they're going to do an arena league of indoor golf team play where they're going to do 15 weeks starting in January of 2024, where there's going to be six three-man teams. Each team is going to have an elite, elite player like a Tiger, like a Rory. They're going to be like the team captain. And they're going to go into an arena and they're going to hit their drive and their approach shot into a simulator. And then inside the arena, there's going to be fans and everything. And then there's going to be a short game area where they play out the hole, meaning the putting and the bunker play or the chipping if they miss the green or, or they just need to putt. And all of this is going to happen live on Monday nights during the tour season, uh, week after week. And the six different team, uh, yeah, the six different teams are going to have different matches and they'll play 18 holes in two hours. Now, I'm no, I'm no rocket scientist. But if I almost no. lost my right leg and I still wanted to play golf and make money playing golf and get people excited about me playing golf, not having to walk and play golf on yeah. TV for the whole world is a pretty savvy move. And Rory talked about it. 100%. It, yeah, it, it just, I mean, the whole room, I mean, there's going to be more on this to come. I spoke with the CEO of the Tomorrow Sports Group. Uh, Mike McCarley, former the president of the Golf Channel. Afterwards, he was in the room. I just went right up to him. I said, man, we, we got to talk about this. And we had a, a really cool conversation for about 15 minutes. I'm going to try to get him on the show in the upcoming weeks. I think he'll do it. And I think we'll learn more about it then. So, But if you haven't looked into it yet, it's called the TGL. Uh, I mean, I just I just can't wait for all of this. It's just going to be so cool. And um, I know what you can't wait for. That's the end of this show there, Mr. Wade Weezer. I know it's coming very quickly. There's no doubt about that. So uh, I got to thank our sponsors today, of course, the usuals, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the TaylorMade Golf. Uh, I thank you, Mr. Wade Weezer, for all your work on the board when I'm on the road and, or I'm just sitting in the Newark airport. Uh, next week, we have two-time winner, Kamayu Johnson. He's going to come back. Last time, he had a personal emergency. He couldn't make the show. If you remember that one there, Mr. Wade Weezer. So he, uh, he's got two wins on the APGA tour this season. He's going to come back and talk to us next week about the, I mean, this legendary season he's having there on tour. And you know what? You're all a bunch of legends that listen to this show. So before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about leadership. 
though the path may be predetermined, it still takes courage to lead others down it. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 p.m. on ESPN 920.